Hi, and welcome to Don't Count Your Calories, the podcast where the little things in life deserve a big conversation. I'm Edison. And I'm Lex Rise. We're gonna be talking about a range of topics from relationships to personal growth and the choices that impact our lives. Every episode, we're going to share our own experiences, bringing unique perspectives that will either challenge your beliefs or inspire you to make a change. Whether you're navigating the dating scene or just going through the challenges of daily life, we have something for everyone. So grab your favorite snack and join us on this journey because life is too short to count your calories. Don't count your calories. Yeah. Where your calories is that oversized Caesar salad from Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Oh no, it's not that, it's your thoughts. All right. Exactly, Um, yeah. One other episode, I can't put my hand up because the camera angles. Uh, you know, guys, just to be honest, it's like pretty uncomfortable the way we have to sit to, the, to do this recording. Yeah, so they make it look like they're chilling. Yeah, they're yeah. not, the people on the podcast, they're not chilling. My back is up straight. Like if I was really chilling right now, like I would be laying back. Can't even you do know, that because then can't even do double that. chin comes out. Double shit, chin, then you know, the stomach comes the stomach out. It's, it's not a... Just you guys know it's not stomach rolls, it's my shirt. Um, it's just what it does. Yeah. It's not the calories though. It's not the cal- It's yeah. probably it's just the, the high fat content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Now All we're right. going down a rabbit hole. Anyway. Right. Anyway, topic of the day. You know, last episode we talked about intelligence. This episode we're going to talk about the structure of the United States society. Basically, the idea that uh, from basically when you're born till about high school, your life is set up for you. And then when you go to college, you're kind of just thrown on your own with not as uh, that much preparation. Um, and it's kind of I would even say it's like from the ages of from the ages of like six to the ages of 18 to 22 you really have your life planned out for you you know you go to elementary school you go to middle school then you go to high school and then you go to college and then you graduate and then you're like uh okay fuck now I gotta get a job and now I gotta get into this like nine to five like rat race basically and you're not really prepared. Yeah. You're not really prepared for any sort of life experiences other than what you've learned from your textbooks. Right. All right. You only you know math. You know a little bit of science, and then uh, you kind of have to deal with finances that you never dealt with before. Yeah. You got to uh, file taxes. You got to learn how to make a fire if you're out in the middle of the, you know, campsite. I don't know I things. Look, these with, are things that I never learned. We have fire in the United States. It's just not free. We have fire. I'm just anyway. saying there are so many things that I didn't learn that are actual right. needed life experiences. Yeah. I mean, um, in my in my other podcast here, Two Cents, I had Jordan Goodman on, who was a finance expert, and I discussed about the fact that finances are not taught in high school or college. And even if you take a finance course in college, it's not really uh, teaching you how to deal with your personal wealth and your personal money and your, your your own, like how to invest your money. It's kind of just teaching you how finance can work in business. He actually uh, said somewhere, he tried to go and give a talk to college students at a certain college about like how to deal with your personal finances and stuff like that. And they essentially told them, no, that's not what we teach here. Like imagine a university is like, no, no, we don't, we don't, yeah, like we don't, we don't our, give life advice. No, no, we don't give life advice to our, our yeah. students. We don't want our students to, so to know how to stupid. deal with their money. We, we just want them to know how to 
do finance and business. And that's Such it. a business. It's like we don't want to be held liable for anything. You know, they don't want to get sued for giving out wrong life advice. But I'm sorry, like 90% of the shit that I learned in college, like I'm never going to use in my fucking life. Yeah, from classes? No. Yeah. yeah. And same with – honestly, I almost feel like high school – you learn more than you're actually learning in college. I mean, it obviously depends on yeah. where you go and, you know, what school you're depends going to. Depends on a to. lot of stuff, but yeah. Depends yeah. on a lot. But it's just kind of a fucked up rat race, a fucked up society that us Americans live in. And then basically trying to navigate, you know, now you have no money, you're out of school, you've maybe had a few internships, a few jobs, but that does not prepare you at all for what the real like the world is. the job search, the resumes, and yeah, yeah there's no, not even a class on like how to properly, like what. Yeah, what like is, how to create a business, how, yeah, how to start a business, no, like how that. to file your taxes. Basically, college just teaches you how to help other businesses make more money. That's literally yeah. what it does. But that in itself now, going about to enter deep dive into like conspiracies and stuff like that, but it's the truth. Universities and stuff are funded by big corporations. I think the... Oxford and Harvard, uh, some of these big universities are actually funded by, if I'm not mistaken, either the Rothschilds or some other big I corporation. And therefore, so if these top universities are funded by wealthy people, they don't essentially want you to create an empire that they have. They want you to learn enough skills to join their company to make their company greater and top students become top corporate employees and help that corporation grow even bigger you know that now this is like why essentially you know certain companies hire from harvard hire from, yeah they're being taught better but they're not being taught how to create but are they even being taught better these days uh, these days I've no listened, with adjunct professors and stuff like that no i've also listened to um some online classes, uh, listening to certain debates from different colleges, and uh, it's all very politically biased as well. Oh, yes. So it's Super biased, it's yeah. really difficult to understand, you know, what the scale is, how much they're actually learning. That's more. I think the only difference is they have better resources. They're getting mm. better speakers to come. Yeah, the other thing is that they're meeting like, I guess, better people. Let's just say I don't know about better, but. You know, for example, if you if you're going to Ivy League school, you're most likely meeting uh, kids that are coming from wealthy situations, and then those people essentially get together. And when they get out of college, they can create something together. Yeah, they're that's more likely like, to create. Yeah, that's kind of like even from private high schools and stuff like that. I think that that's for your kids. It's not like their their teachers teaching them anything better. I think you're just putting them in a better environment, a better circle, and that's kind of what. The benefit of some of these schools is to be honest with you though i went to a private school for yeah but in look my at, life look at look at some some of the people in your high school they're they come from very rich families exactly they're allowed I've, to fail 17 times in business because they're rich as shit and they can you know that but also i i think that that needs to be debunked because i don't think that you necessarily need to go to a private school you need to go to a private college you need to go to a super no, expensive no, college to, no. to uh basically be around a certain level of person which is go going to take you to other places i never found that to be the truth no i, I don't think it's like automatically going to take you but for example right if um you're a student and you have a great idea and the people around you are all broke and you have that idea and you're broke uh or 
whatever the case, it's uh, less likely for you to be able to take action on that idea. Mm -hmm. But now if you have, if you're coming from money, let's say, and you're around other people that are coming from money and you have a great idea, you're more likely to take that chance because you don't have to worry about certain things that this person has to worry about, like just life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can take a chance and lose uh, and it won't be that much of a detriment. Whereas this person, if he loses, it's, he's fucked. You know? yeah. And he, he's not even able to take that chance because he has to take the safe bet because he has obligations already. Right. Know? So it's like, I think there's a the lot. Kind of difference. I think there's a lot that goes into that because this can be taken the wrong way or whatever. But I think some of the laziest people that I know have the most money. Mm. I think there's with a lot of people True. other than, you know, they might have family financial backing. They might just not have any motivation. I know so many people that have money that just don't do shit with their lives and like don't have any motivation to like they're always you know spending time with their parents whatever it is their parents are paying for shit they're getting up they're scheming other people to buy shit yeah, yeah, you know yeah. for them and they're giving off the idea because i have money that i don't need your money but then everything that they get is paid for by yeah. somebody else so it's an interesting dynamic i would almost say that it might be better to have a group of people, if you're willing to start a business, have one person True. that has that financial backing that's potentially willing to lose, but also have two very highly motivated people that might not necessarily come from money that right. will have the motivation. The, the other thing is like, all right, for, uh, let's take that aspect out of it. Let's say you, you, are, you have a great idea and you're implementing it and now, yeah, even these people are not doing shit the thing that they do have is connections, right? So like, uh, for example, if you have an idea and you know, even though that person's not doing shit, you know that he, his father or he, he knows someone in a high position that can put me in a better position. And then you can involve that lazy fuck into your uh, business and be like, oh, I need this connection. Here's like a, a little bit of equity, whatever the case might be. That I'm just trying to like show people like what the benefits of some of these schools is. And this is why like sometimes generational wealth even happens is because the, the environment and it's a better circle altogether. So like when you have, when you're coming from a, a unfortunately when you're coming from a bad situation, it's like these Ivy League schools and stuff don't even look at certain high schools. You know what I mean? They don't even look at regular high schools for their students. It's like very difficult, for example, even to just get into Harvard from a regular situation. Uh, whereas from a private school, it's much easier to get into these higher end schools. Right. So it's almost like a, a it's like a system in itself on um, you know keeping uh, certain things a certain way and keeping other things another way. You know, yeah. it's like a, it's it's a systematic way of uh, keeping, keeping people, people in their where place. They are keeping people in their place. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because the whole system I think is actually kind of fucked up. Uh, the way that we're bred, the way that we're raised, I'm not sure when this kind of societal structure came into play within the U.S., but I am 100% sure there was some sort of business or money backing as to why the school system is the way that it is because I, I just don't think it sets you up for success in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. I think that there are benefits to 
being in school. I think there are, you know, when it comes to making friends, getting that social aspect, I think there are benefits in that case. But when I think about what we're learning, when I think about the people that are teaching our kids, uh, you know, these different subjects, because at the end of the day, I forget who made this comment. It might have been the, the UFC guy, Habib or something. Habib, oh, yeah. Habib um, he made a comment that was like, I need to really understand who is teaching my kids oh, yes, in yes, school yes. because yeah. my kids at a certain point are going to be around a teacher for eight hours of their day, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more. And they're at the end of the day going to be spending more time with them than they are with me. Yeah, so so I should really understand who's teaching my the, kids. That's the thing. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, uh, depending on where, like, you don't know what your kids are learning in school, if anything, you know what I mean? So it's like, you don't know like where that person comes from. That teacher at the end of the day is just another regular person, especially like nowadays, you know, so you have some certain teachers that are like in their early twenties, you know, they're getting fucked up every week on like WeWork, you know? Exactly. So how the hell? I they're, knew that girls person in... Is still, that person is still trying to find their, their own way of life and their own, uh, you know, way of living. And then they're going and projecting their way of living and their opinions on your kids when they don't even have their life figured out. And it's like, it's a fucked up system. That's why I kind of personally want my kids homeschooled until yeah. a certain age and then... You know, yeah, there needs to be some sort of uh, more intense screening process for uh, people that are, you know, in education, because yeah. it's so funny you were saying that because you'll see people that you've grown up with who Become are now teachers. teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wild. Like, it's shit. like. Joanne from my fifth grade yeah, I've seen her like, class. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I know Joanne, you know, and she is not. She should not be teaching. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really interesting. That's where bias comes into it. That's where, you know, I'm not saying that she shouldn't necessarily be teaching, but I just think as parents, not that we're parents, but someday when we're parents, uh, we should be able to have more control over what our children are learning. And that's why, based on everything I've just said, I'm not 100% sure whether or not I would want my kids to grow up in the American school system because I've experienced it. I lived in a, um, a city uh, that was, and a school that was very uh, also politically biased. So what you're learning from all teachers that view, you know, the world a certain way, that believe one thing is right and one thing is wrong, you then are sitting in class and you're adopting those values. And I think then you can go home and you can, let's say one of your parents has a different uh, political belief than you. You're going to actually begin to hate your parent in many ways because you think that their beliefs are wrong based yeah, on what true. your teacher that's has taught true. you in school. So then you're giving your kids up to someone for eight hours a day for you to say, you know, learn whatever from this guy, from Joe Schmo from Alabama. And then they're coming back home and they're saying, Daddy, you think the wrong way because I learned this in school today and you're actually wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, you love using the name Joanne for a negative, <laughs> a negative uh, connotation every time on this it's show. It's like a Karen. And I think last time you said something like Nevada and now you're saying Alabama. You, you have a real state bias. And, oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> state I'm, bias I'm and a Joanne talk, bias. This is big Anyone America. named Joanne in America is not... You're not in good I'm terms just, with likes. What I'm trying to say is 
I'm not just going to be like New York, California, Miami. I'm trying to give the whole big the the U.S. is well, much on more. Alabama's listening. Like, well, fuck. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, Alabama. I've never been. I would love to go one day. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I but, think it's yeah. it just doesn't set you up for success. The, the, right. The, the main aspect, I think, because um, we kind of went on a, on a, a little bit deeper into it than I thought, but. Um, the main aspect of like not, for example, is the student loans in colleges, right? When you're in high school, most of the time you're not really taught the implications of student loans in general, those interests, how to even apply for a student loan, what you need to get approved for a student loan, and what that means. Um, you know, and part of this, I mean, now seeing that every basically, I think it's like eighty percent of people in America are on are have student loan debt or something like that um it's like a system in itself right if if you're not really prepared to go to college schedule your own classes be, be on your own curriculum because now you know you don't do that in high school really but in, in college it's like for you to graduate you have to essentially pick your own classes and make sure you pick the right ones and pick them on time because they you've can get never full. done that before yeah you've never done life. it before and you have to do it quickly and you have to, in order to graduate in four years, if you don't know how to do that, which most people don't, guess what? You're not going to graduate in four years. If you don't graduate in four years, you're taking out another loan to pay for that extra year or semester or two years, whatever the case. And when you do that, you owe more money into the system. When you owe more money, now you're in debt for a longer period of time. Or essentially, you're still in debt for 30 years, but you owe more money. So now you're paying more interest. You pay more interest, you pay more money. You're essentially just putting more money into the system, more money cycling, and it's like stimulating the economy. And essentially, it's keeping you uh, into this mode where you are not able to not have a job at any moment and not able to do this business and stuff like that that we're talking about because you constantly owe money. So you get out of college and you owe money for 30 years, right? When you when you have student loans, you grow, you owe money for 30 years. So what you have to do is immediately, you have six months to start paying your student loans. So you immediately have to get a job. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to pay your student loans. So even if your situation is good at home and you don't have to pay rent and all this stuff, you have to pay student loans. So now you have to enter the job market. You can't even, it kills your creativity and it kills your innovation and whatever. And therefore, you don't create businesses and do more things because you have to be put into the system. You already owe money. That's just the, the, the situation. That's what America does. Um, you know, you go to Europe in certain countries and people are paying nothing for, for college. It's free or it's uh, some of the best colleges in Germany, best universities in Germany, for example. Uh, their citizens are, citizens are paying like nothing, you know, like a thousand euros a semester, uh, if that, you know. So it's kind of, um, it's it's a... System that works for the government and for the country, but it's not a system that works for every individual or every person. It's not even meant to work for you as a person. It's kind of meant to put you into a work mode and to get you into that grind. Because when you're in that grind, you make money, you spend money, you spend money, the economy does this, the money does this. When money is doing this, people make money and the economy is stimulated and it always stays top. So yeah. it's a. Um, it's fucking fuck sad. Up. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucking sad. Yeah. Honestly, just even going off of that thinking about the amount of debt 
that people are in within the United States, people that are taking out loans, people that are dipping into their savings, investment funds, reaching out to family, the amount of people that I know in New York City that don't even have their rent paid for, but they're not even paying their rent. They couldn't even think about paying their rent. Um, They're having their family pay for it. And I don't fucking blame them because prices are so fucking expensive. We have student loans. We're in this deep, deep quicksand that we can't get out of. And that's where the U.S. is so incredibly flawed. And that's when you need to start thinking big picture about we've been fed this for however long that we've been alive, like 27 years for me, you're being fed this fucking lie that this is the only way that you're gonna do well and succeed in life is if you get a college degree, you take out what? I, I didn't take out student loans, but it was it could be like $200,000. It could be $100,000 depending on what you're going to school for. You're gonna take out all this money. You're gonna work for a long ass time to be able to pay that back and then what? And then you start saving money. I don't even want to get into how much you need for retirement these days with the fucking inflation and retirement being a scam. It all just being an absolute fucked up life cycle that we live. People don't really want, I mean, the the system doesn't really want you to retire anyway. Uh, The system wants you to work until you're dead. You know, like uh, that's just uh, the situation of things. That's why like even like uh, jobs with pensions and whatever, uh, the age on when you're allowed to take that pension just becomes higher and higher every year. The age of retirement, I think like police officers before used to be able to, after 20 years of service, retire. Now it's like 25, 28, some places. Uh, you have to be a certain age and whatever the case. So it's like, uh, you know, they're doing that because and they, they, they say, oh, it's because people are living longer. But that's not really true. Right now, I think that the age uh, at which people... Uh, I guess to pass away and die and whatever is actually for the first time in a long time in the United States getting lower year after year. So it's uh, the system is, is is what it is, and you gotta like kind of understand it in order to be able to take advantage of that situation better. If you don't understand the system, then how could you take advantage of life in its own? Um, but that's the problem with the United States schooling system to begin with is in high school, you're not taught the system. If you were taught the system, then you would know exactly what you have to do in order to take advantage of it. But instead, you're just thrown into the, into it. You apply to colleges blindly. You don't even know what the hell you want out of life. But you're like, I just know I have to be in college. And then therefore, you jump in there and then you're... Sometimes it takes people two years to figure out what major they want to be. And that two years is a waste. And that two years is loans they have to pay back. So it took them two yeah. years to just figure out what they want to do. And then they're in a major. And then they're starting, like, basically another three to four years to graduate. So. But I also think, I want to say, it starts more than just high school. You know what I mean? I think that these kind of conversations are also up to the parents to be having True. these conversations with your kids starting from a young age. I definitely did not enjoy being left in the dark. And I don't think my parents meant to leave me in the dark about a lot of the realities of life. I didn't even know, like... I didn't even understand that paying taxes was something that I was going to have to do. It just seemed like this far off thought, even getting a job, understanding what kind of jobs I would apply for. I didn't learn any of this shit. And then I got out of it and I was like, uh, what do I do? And then my parents were like, just take any job. I'm like, I didn't go to school for four 
for now 22 years of my life to, you know, just be like, just take any job and just have no fucking idea what you're doing. I think something that I want to do different is having more conversations with my children at a younger age because I don't think it benefits them. I think what my parents wanted was for me to be a kid. And I think there's a beauty in that and I love that and I think that's very sweet and very kind. But the world doesn't work that way. The world is rough. We live in a fucking dog-eat-dog world society. You know what I mean? Like, you should fucking prepare your kids, you know, that you're going to get out and it's going to be rough. You're going to have a rude awakening and I had a rude awakening and I don't want my kids to have that rude awakening. I want them to be aware of what life really is and enjoy the beautiful things in life. And that goes with having the right mindset. Um, That also goes with having the right resources and having two parents that are being, you know, that are that are there to be able to help you navigate and also talk through your emotions and, you know, answer any of your questions. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to that uh, besides, you know, at the end of the day, uh, people just raise their kids however you want and whatever the case might be, but just understand that, um, the system's not really doing a good job for you. Uh, so you have to have certain conversations with your kids that, you know. Set them up for su- success. Yeah, exactly. Kind of just uh, have more real life stuff. Uh, I think also a lot of times like when parents are discussing finances, they do it with their kid outside the room. But those conversations, I think, uh, mind you, I don't have kids, but I know what I want to do in the future. Those types of conversations you have in front of your kid because then they're more aware of like life and they're more used to like these type of things and you know it's not just uh going blind through whatever the case also like jobs in high school i think are great too yeah you know, getting your kids in into a job in high school teaches them a little bit of uh more responsibility now they start making a little bit of money and and when they make that money teach them how to use it properly i think that's also a good skill to know like hey for example my little brother when he went when he got his first job uh, he invested some money in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Not a lot, a couple hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he wasn't making crazy money, but he invested a couple hundred dollars on Bitcoin. Saw it go up. Was looking at charts, like just oh, like not that he knows how to trade or anything like that, but it opened his mind to it, and he looks at it, and now he sees that already. So when he gets older, he knows that that oh, this is a proper way to make money. Like it's a proper way to invest, and he. It's already open him. For example, for me, the first time I looked at stocks was in my twenties. So it's like exactly you know, that's, the, that's the. I think it's about also understanding the value of money at a young age, and I think that's what you mean by even having a job. It's like I'm going to work towards something, and then I'm going to get a reward. And I think yes, there are ways yes. to do that, um, not even necessarily being a job. I think there's ways to do that you know, work and then reward scheme uh, to be able to help your overall yeah. development. There was one uh, podcaster, I forgot his name, but he was talking about how he has a reward system for his kids, which is uh, reading books. So basically, uh, he sets like a stack of books for his kid and he's like, all right, what do you want? If you want money or if you want a PlayStation or whatever the case might be, well, you have to read X, Y, and Z or have to read this many books. Once you read these, then you're able to basically get the reward. So his reward system was reading books, which is a great idea because, you know, when you read, you 
your mind becomes sharper. Your you know vocabulary. Exactly. Well, besides the vocabulary, even even if it, and if it's self help books, you just learn more about life to begin with. So, you know that in itself is a great aspect. But a reward system for kids, I think, is is, is great anyway. Don't give yeah. anything for free. It's kind of like having a dog. Yeah. You know, you don't give your dog food without making them work for it, and you don't give uh, your kids what they want without making them work for it. So yeah, I think these days uh, we have to do a lot Some more work. Piss! I compare kids to dogs. But... <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that, but I think these days we have to be super, super intentional about what our kids are looking at, and also how we're gonna navigate this environment. I think in our environment, it's very easy to think negatively compared to thinking positively. And I think it goes the same way for the way that we teach our kids. Because to make sure that they are consuming, you know, the right messaging, consuming the right ideas, uh, we actually have to do a lot more work. Uh, Mm -hmm. And basically leaving it up to you know, other people to decide the outcome of your child's intelligence and knowledge is simply not enough, especially in the day and age that we live in. So I think the moral of the story is in American society, in the American school system, from my experience, it doesn't necessarily set you up for success, but I'm not going to say that there are other societies that also don't set you up for success. It could be a lot worse. But what I'm saying is you need to understand how to navigate it better, just like any situation that you're in. And that means having conversations, asking the right questions, and um, not leaving it up to other people to decide the outcome of your life and your mindset. Hmm. Well put. Thank you. Um, I think... Do you want to jump on another topic or are we going to end I it I think we're here? good with this yeah. one. We yeah. End it here. <laughs> and then we get next topic will be on the next uh, episode, I guess. Yeah. You know, these are nice, short, and sweet uh, comments and topics and whatever the case. Uh, I think for at least for the first season, we're going to keep it that way. And then we'll, we'll see. There. We'll, we'll see, see what the feedback is. is, too. You yeah, know, exactly. we're trying out this for now, but um, we're definitely open to feedback and. You know, hearing what you guys think of, you know, our talks and how long or short the episodes are, if there's any other content that you guys want to see, um, or if there's anything that we could be doing better. It's always important to us. We want to always be getting better. We want to always be learning exactly like what we, we've been talking yeah, about. Literally, so, literally. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode. You can find us on all uh, social media platforms, on all you know, podcast listening platforms, Spotify, Instagram, Apple Music, TikTok, Don't count your calories, everything. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all podcast platforms, wherever you listen on po- podcasts. Give us five stars. And at the end of the day, watch out for our food videos on Instagram and TikTok uh, for Don't Count Your Calories. We're still eating good food and posting yeah. those. We're out here with the rec- recommendations. Yeah, worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks, you. And that wraps up another episode of Don't Count Your Calories. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And make sure to go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms, on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Don't Count Your Calories. Thank you so much for watching today, and we'll see you next time. Five stars on all platforms. <laughs> <laughs>